This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Divock Origi's sweet finishes, seeing off the Toffees with the Shakiri, Mane and Vinaldum also in on the route as the Reds ran out 5-2 winners in the derby. This is the post-game podcast. I'm Guy Clark and it's where we bring you all the reaction you need to all the action at Anfield. Coming up, we'll hear from Jurgen Klopp's press conference, who even after seeing his side score 5 and stay 8 points clear at the top of the league, was handing out apologies. Really? Sorry, Shaq. Our regular post-game contributors have their say too, including this from Sam Planch on Klopp's decision to make five changes ahead of the game. How's he doing this, Klopp? Because, I mean, I've seen the team before the game. I thought, oh, I don't know about this, you know. I'm not sure about that. But that's why I'm doing poddies and he's in the dugout, you know what I mean? So let's get on with that and do what we do best, bringing you all the fallout from the 234th Merseyside derby. And to Anfield we head, and to catch up with the views of the Echo's Liverpool correspondent, both home and away, Paul Gorst. Liverpool's unbeaten record at Anfield in the Merseyside derby will stretch into its 21st year after a 5-2 hammering of Everton here uh, this evening. Um, most of the action was in the first half, which was a pretty wild first half, if I'm being honest. Liverpool opened the scoring inside six minutes when uh, Sadio Mane uh, with a, a counter-attack down the Anfield Road then laid it into Divock Origi. He took it around, Jordan Pickford and tapped into the empty net um, after Jürgen Klopp had made five changes and, and Origi was one of them. Um, Origi, there's just something about playing Everton that the Belgian international seems to enjoy. Uh, he scored two tonight, so that's no five for him against Everton in his Liverpool career. Uh, he enjoyed the adulation of the cop for most of the game and was given a standard ovation when he was brought off in the second half. Uh, Liverpool made it 2-0, um, another razor-sharp counter-attack started with Trent Alexander-Arnold in a similar position to the pass he played for Andy Robertson uh, against Manchester City. Uh, this time it was Sadio Mane who was on the receiving end of it. His touch, instant touch was uh, world-class, cut inside, laid it through to Shaqiri, making his first start of the season and he took it away first time for 2-0. Um, Liverpool were absolutely paired at that point but um, the Blues probably went back. Top end, uh, Michael Keane making the most of some indecision at the back to uh, to Prado and make it 2-1 and uh, Liverpool's clean sheet woes continue uh, this season um, given that Adrian was deputising for Alisson we expect the Brazilian goalkeeper to come back in against uh, Bournemouth on Saturday but uh, the, the clean sheet worries are, are still a problem for Jürgen Klopp uh, not much else is at the moment if we're being honest Liverpool made a 3 with uh, Dayan Lovren's long ball over the top Origi again, instant control Lobbed her over Jordan Pickford to make a 3-1. Uh, another superb goal from start to finish, from back to front in an instant from Jürgen Klopp's Reds. And again, another counter-attack this time from an Everton corner. Uh, Alexander-Arnold found himself on the left, where he doesn't normally find himself. Um, of course, he carried it for the majority of the pitch, laid it into Manny on the edge of the box, and he took the home first time with his left foot. Um, Bernard, who'd come on for Gibral Sidibe, uh, he didn't have the best of times at right back. Um, Marco Silva went to a 4-4-2, and Bernard's cross for Richarlison made a 4-2 um, just before half time. Um, and that was pretty much the extent of the action for the game. The, the second half, a little bit of a non-event. Uh, Liverpool were fairly comfortable. Everton huffed and puffed without ever really putting the, the host under too much pressure. Um, Sadio managed to wrap it up with a couple of chances late on before Gini Wijnaldum after great work from substitute Roberto Firmino he prodded it home and made a 5-2 Liverpool uh, re-establishing their 8 point lead after Leicester's win early in the night 
and Manchester City's uh, yesterday at Burnley. Uh, so Liverpool march on. It's now um, 20 games unbeaten in the Merseyside derby for Liverpool. They haven't lost at Anfield against the Blues since September 1999. That run will go on. Liverpool heading for another Premier League title charge. Paul Gorst reacting to this evening's derby as he says the 234th meeting between Liverpool and Everton. The first time in the Premier League era though that the Reds have put five past the Blues so that must have led to a happy Jurgen Klopp. Good, um, really really good especially in the in the circumstances I created pretty much by myself with the lineup, um, making five changes can lead to some problems, of course. I didn't see anything, any of them. Um, it's, we had to, and we have to make changes, that's clear. So um, probably people were not, some were not too happy that we do that before Derby, but we cannot make differences in that when we have to. And what was clear, that it will be a really intense game, so we needed fresh legs. So that's how it, as many as we can could get. And... Um, the only two boys I didn't I didn't bring tonight um, was then didn't change was Joe and and Nabi and they are both, both um, with Joe is solid and with Nabi I can tell you in outstanding shape so um, it was only me that I was not brave enough to make that as well so but what the boys made of it of this difficult game uh, was exceptional we scored incredible goals had to fight few things defensively didn't work out especially after so first we surprised them probably with our system then. They didn't surprise us, but we couldn't adapt as quick as possible, uh, as necessary, um, to their little system change. Um, well, we wanted to wait to half time, so I was fine with 4 1 and was not fine with the 4 2. Um, but then we adapted to, to the system. Then uh, it was a, an intense game, um, but we controlled it much more again. Scored a sensational fifth goal and. Um, yeah, done. Job done. All good. Outstanding, outstanding. What a game he played. Yeah, so it was. It was not only goals, but the goals were exceptional. The first one was a, a great, a great attack um, in general. Winning the ball, Adam passed to Sadio. Sadio sees the run, sees his movement and passed that ball exactly in the right moment. One touch, open goal, great. The second one, yeah. Um, in Germany, when I was young, my one highlight of my of my week was always the goal of the week, and then the goal of the month. So when they when they selected these, and um, that would have been 100% in contention. So it was just a great first touch, and then finishing it off like this. And we were right. Apart from that, incredibly important runs for us, uh, movements, use his speed looked so natural um, that was the most important thing the understanding with Shaq obviously and Sadio was really really good um, and so it was a pretty impressive performance of Div yeah. okay. anyone else in the room Chris it is Look, that's what I, that was, was the reason why we made the changes. And you, as a manager, you hope for it. And when the boys then deliver like they did tonight, it's just the best, the best feeling you can get as a manager. Actually, um, that it worked out like that. Um, 
didn't surprise me, <laughs> but um, I didn't expect it in 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 that not perfection, but in that uh, yeah in that manner. So it's just it was really good. Yeah, helped us not only the three points, but of course. Um, that we could make the changes that the boys know now because it's easy for me to tell them often, very often, how good they are. If they then don't play, that's not too easy for them to understand always what I say. But if they play, then deliver like they did tonight is a very, very important sign for the whole squad. Yeah, absolutely. David? Oh, I don't want to mention be mentioned in, in that road to be honest, because they were it's a completely different story. But um, what I can say about it that I, my feeling is that all of these 100 wins were kind of lifesavers. That's it's always so important. I feel since two years it's not allowed to to to, to draw a game or whatever or to to lose for sure not. So since we chased two years ago the. Champions League and it's kind of a I don't know advantage for Chelsea and then Chelsea came back and chased us through through the, all over the pitch pretty much without playing us and um, since then you have to, we have to win each game and um, the, thank God the boys did that pretty often but it's not the number I'm really interested in um, it's um, because it's 300 points eh? oh that's cool but um, only 40 how many do we have now? 43. Our point now we have 43, right? Only 43 of them help us this season. All the others don't help us. So um, yeah, um, all good, nice number, not too interesting. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Absolutely. The boys are, um, are the reason actually for the for the wins. <laughs> Nothing else. And um, so. It's really it's it's cool, but it's necessary as well. Come on, we sit here. Uh, nobody is um, kind of relieved. Nobody is, feels okay. Boop. Really, it's just a number. Forty-three and three is the next number. In three days, we play against Bournemouth, so they are waiting for us with all they have. They are not happy with their situation. I saw the game last night, so um, they want to strike back. So we have to be ready for that game again, and um, that's actually the only. Thing I'm really thinking about how can we make sure that we have that we are there for this specific fight and ready again, and then we will see. But it's really not. I, I, stats are cool. If you after season look at it, then it's interesting. In the season, absolutely not interesting for me. Okay, final one, Chris. Really? Sorry, Shaq. So, um, but he was um, he was injured a couple of times. So, yeah, I could say he scored one goal and instead of two, like Devok could say exactly the same. He looked completely, completely fresh. He looked strong, physically strong. So it is important that players train after they got injured. And he had twice this calf thing this season. So there was not a lot to change. But I think he's back in training for two, three weeks now, completely normal. Um, understood the situation that's how it is in a squad when you win a lot of games and you don't make like 20 changes but these these kind of um, it was always clear that this period now of the year is where we need all the boys and um, I hoped that they will be then in the shape like Shaq and Div tonight or Adam tonight so that's really important um, and 
gives us the feeling that we can do it more often. So, and it will, we will do it more often. It was an incredible performance. The set pieces were outstanding. You know, that was all, all really good. Um, and yeah, more to follow. Jurgen Klopp speaking to the press after the 5-2 win over Everton at Anfield. Let's now then get into our regular contributors, Ross to come, following on from Matt Whitty. Uh, before kick-off, I was, got to say, I was pretty surprised by Jurgen Klopp's team selection, which was, I mean, it was, it was brave. And I was, I've got to say, to be, to be honest, I was not very, not very happy with it, really. I could, see, I could sort of see why maybe Salah needed a bit of a rest, given that he's had... Uh, that knock on his ankle that's needed air fluid draining um, over the last over the last few weeks. But I thought, wow, that is that is bold, you know. To we were already obviously without the suspended Allison and the injured Fabinho, so to uh, to rest Salah and Firmino and bring Shakiri and Origi in for their first starts in God knows how long, and uh, Lalana as well, who who hasn't played that much either, um, was a uh, was really brave, and uh, and I think it shows why Jurgen Klopp is on the touchline, and I'm in the stands because he knows a lot more about football than I do. And yeah, it uh, within seven minutes, uh, the team selection was was uh, was, uh, was 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 it was vindicated really with uh, a lovely ball, um, lovely ball forward, and then a lovely little uh, pass slipped in by Mane to Origi, who took it round Pickford to. To get us off to the to the ideal start, and then it only got better when we went uh, when we got the second, and of course it was Shakiri. Um, I mean, it was just it was just really funny. And yeah, just a great great uh, great uh, you know the mood mood was mood was great around Anfield, party time, and Everton just looked wide open to the ball over the top. They were playing what seemed to be a pretty high line, and just the the, the straight balls over the top, you know, to either side of. Uh, Either side of their right back, uh, uh, they they just looked it just looked on the whole time. I've got a good view from from uh, from where I sit, and like every time, like Lovren, Van Dijk, Trent got their head up, the ball was on, and you could see that Origi and Mane were just looking for that run in every single time, and they just got in time and time again. Um, we got a bit sloppy, um, uh, conceded a bit of a daft free kick in the uh, in the right back area, and then we miscued a clearance that went out for a corner, and then there was a bit of ball bobbling through for uh, for Everton to get to get back on the score sheet and a bit tighter and then it was a wonderful goal by Origi for his second lovely ball by Lovren again over the top fantastic control by Origi to to bring it down and then just a lovely lob over over Pickford's arms much to the amusement of uh, of everyone uh, of a red persuasion in the ground and then you think we're just going to go on uh, on and on and on and then we, it was a lovely breakaway uh, from uh, Alexander Arnold and then a nice little ball to to Mane with a first time finish to to make it four and then you think this could be this could be anything you know we thought we could get you know six seven eight nine goals and then yeah and then more sloppy play just before half time and uh, Everton are in again and it was a quite a a stop start second half really by uh, by, um, by 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 the, certainly by the, the standards of the first half and I thought that um, I thought that um, Shakiri um, had, played, had a really important role in that second half. His control was just brilliant for a for a player that hasn't played that much. He was just killing it dead every single time in really tight spaces, really close to the touchline. Lovely little um, back heel through balls. He must have played about three of them uh, to send various uh, uh, various players through. I thought Wijnaldum played played really well, um, 
and uh, Milner as well. Um, quite a few tackles uh, that he won, um, and one that looked like a blatant foul that uh, that Mike Dean didn't give uh, just outside the area. And yeah, really, really good performances. I thought Van Dyke's passing um, sometimes gets overlooked because he's so imperious in the air that uh, that you can kind of kind of forget actually that he is a really, really good passer of the football. And uh, he was he was finding uh, the forwards and also Robbo, um, who also had a had a very good game. And yeah, I thought uh, the there was there was a bit of sloppiness uh, playing out from the back a couple of times uh, where we lost the ball either in midfield or just slightly rushing one of those long balls that was that was so effective uh, and it was that that led to the Everton second goal. Um, it was a ball that was cut out by by Trent that was under hit, and as soon as he hit it uh, and it was cut out, you could see Adrian was going absolutely mad, um, and yeah, and we were we were punished for that. Unfortunately, we managed to get the icing on the cake uh, with a late, uh, late Wijnaldum goal to uh, to seal the uh, uh, to seal the win. And yeah, really, really happy. And uh, one one note: there was a really classy touch before the before kick off with uh, the uh, uh, Lower Anfield Road um, home fans and away fans sharing a, a banner um, uh, remembering the uh, the '96 in what's definitely been a a difficult week and I thought that was just a, a really classy touch to the evening as well Finish 5-2 but where did we begin with that first half performance absolutely mental 4-2 at half time how the hell they ever even got two goals I don't know but you know the quality the absolute quality of them four goals in that first half were on another level you know I, I, I don't even know where to begin Origi was absolutely magnificent today. Put in a shift. Always put in a shift. Seems to be against the likes of Everton. He was magnificent. I think it's one of the best one of the best games I've seen him play, Origi. He's normally one of our impact players and he's always scored in the derby and he scored in big games, but from the start he's been a bit disappointing. But he was brilliant today, Origi. Put himself about his two goals. I mean, you can't take goals better than that. His first, unbelievable, but it's for me a second. The ball from Lovren, it's outrageous. The touch, the lob, the finish, you know, just not enough. It's unbelievable. You've got the goal from Shakiri, which was, again, absolutely world-class. Some of the football, the pass by Trent, the Mane involvement, the finish, the run, the... You know words. Words don't even do it justice. You, you, you've got to see the. You've got to see the goals to believe how good these four goals were. The Manny goal, the counter attack, the strength, Trent Arnold, the ball, the finish. You know you could wax lyrical about these. These goals, all four goals, are magnificent. But still, they, they give us. They give us our shaky moments. Liverpool with two 0 up, are absolutely cruising early doors and. Somehow, I don't know how Everton didn't even have a touch in the first 20 minutes. They somehow managed to get a goal. But then again, we go, we go on, get get another couple. We're absolutely cruising. I think we're cruising at 4-2. And just before our time, Richarlison gets one, you know, again against the runner play. They, they've done nothing, Everton, absolutely nothing. And Richarlison pops in with one. And maybe changes the team talk for them, but... You know, that first half was crazy. I've never seen a derby as crazy as that for a long, long time in the first 45 minutes. And you're expecting you're expecting probably a lot more goals in that second half because 
Let's not beat around the bush. This is a very, very, very poor Everton side. And we have a very, very good Liverpool side. So in theory, there should be a lot more goals. But it didn't pan out that way, you know. It was a little bit more... A little bit tighter in that second half. Obviously, Everton didn't want to concede anymore. They, they were a little bit tighter in the back. And it was only later on that we managed to get that fifth goal. You know, Wijnaldum. Lovely bit of work by Firmino, obviously, down the side. And Wijnaldum tucks away the fifth. 5-2, it's, it doesn't flatter us. We... We were magnificent. We're, we're head and shoulders, and then some above above the likes of Everton. But yeah, obviously a lot of talk beforehand. You see the side, you're thinking, oh, Klopp's made some bold decisions here. He's thrown Shakiri in from the cold, Lalana, Arigi, and he's got some of the big guns on the bench. Obviously, we've got the Allison suspension, so there's a lot of changes in that side. You've got to give credit to the players that have come in. You know, Lalana done a job. I wouldn't say he was magnificent, but he done a job. I thought Shakiri was excellent, really excellent. The energy, the little bit of guile about him, the little bit of skill. You know, he's got a great ball on him, great left foot. I thought he was absolutely excellent. Considering he's not played any football for months and months and months, he was brilliant. And, and like I say, I mentioned earlier on, Divock Origi. He was brilliant. That was the best game I've seen him play for Liverpool. His hold of play, his skill, his finishing, his physicality, everything was magnificent. But I think man of the match had to be Sadio Mane for Liverpool. He was just he was world class. He was he was a cut above anyone on that pitch, involved in everything that Liverpool done. And he's just been magnificent for us, you know. If it wasn't for his, you know, sometimes his dodgy finishing. Could have been, you know, could have been six or seven. He missed some great chances in that second half, but we won't hold that against him, you know. We know what we know what he brings to the table. He's a class act. His energy, everything, brilliant. Everton, well, really poor Everton. I'm not going to go too hard on them. Obviously, I've got you know friends and family that support them, but they were really poor Everton, weren't they? Some real, real average players in that side, you know that. Then um, Minier at centre back, don't rate him at all. Thought he was awful. Tom Davis, Championship level player. Calvin Lewis, Championship. Lewis Holgate, Champion. There's some poor players in that side. They've got a little bit of quality, you know, Richarlison, Bernard, Lucas Digne. I like them, good players. But the rest of them, they're really average, and I really, I really think that's the end of him. Um, it's got to be the end of Silver now, surely. Like I say, I couldn't give a monkeys about Everton. Liverpool are absolutely flying. We're flying on all fronts now. Massive December coming up. The games are thick and fast. Now we know the players can come in. We've got the squad. I just can't wait for the next game. Come on, Liverpool. Ross and Matt Whitty, our first two contributors to share their thoughts tonight here on the Post Game Podcast. <laughs> Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Plenty of you to hear from tonight, so less of me from here on in. Alex Watt and Owen to give us their thoughts shortly after Steve Dawson. I thought this was a, a wonderful first half from Liverpool, but again, lapses defensively make it seem like a, a very long time ago that we last kept a clean sheet. Um, lots of people will be saying wonderful things about 
how Liverpool looked going forward and uh, the 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 pleasure that the goals derived for us Liverpool fans. I think it's worth talking about the contribution of Jeannie Wijnaldum, though. It's, it's sometimes easy to to forget about his contribution from time to time, and he does in some games drift out of the action to the point where you you're not quite sure what it is he contributes. But I think today he seemed to be pivotal in in just about everything. Um, quite apart from his goal, which was which is very well taken, he was involved uh, from start to finish defensively and and going forward as well. And uh, in many ways, I think he was you know a good shout for Liverpool's man of the match today. Although it's it's a bit of a competitive contest that one. Um, anyone who correctly predicted Jurgen's team selection deserves a standing ovation. I was a uh, a little bit nonplussed by it when I saw it. Didn't quite see where it was going. Four two three one seemed to be the the uh, one option. Although I, I thought perhaps we might line up as a four three three with Lalana in that Fabinho role, but that wasn't the role that Lalana played at all. I mean, I think it's worth talking about Lalana today. You know, what is his role at Liverpool these days? In in many ways, I must say, he seems to be yesterday's news for us. In in the position he was deployed. I'd much rather see Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain or or Naby Keita play that role. I do struggle to see what he contributed, particularly in the first half. I watched him um, quite closely in the second half because I was aware at half-time that he had seemed to me at least to be anonymous, you know, watching at home on TV here in Singapore in the middle of the night. He he didn't do much to... um, to keep me awake, although the rest of the team certainly did. Divock Origi, though, um, you know, I, I here's another player that sometimes you you wonder about his his relevance in the Liverpool squad. Yes, I know uh, there'll be there'll be people that that gasp at that suggestion. He he scores he scored more than his fair share of dramatic emotional goals. I remember being at the Champions League final in Madrid and. Uh, quite openly um, criticising him along with a few other Liverpool supporters around me only for him several minutes later to come up and score that that wonderful goal that, that sealed the European Cup for us. I wouldn't say he was a lucky player but you do sometimes think to yourself that maybe he's sort of playing with the wind behind him uh, takes advantage of whatever good fortune is offered to him because for a long time, I've thought that he wasn't really a proper Liverpool player. But then I saw him at Anfield in the opening game of the season against Norwich and he was deployed on the left-hand side. And he, he does provide a somewhat unorthodox option that defenders find difficult to cope with. Today, though, he was not in that role. He was more central and a couple of two-touch finishes for two wonderful goals just show you there's a lot more to him than I, at least, considered there was. And I've seen a lot of Divock Origi. I watched him a lot in the Bundesliga when he had his spell there. But this was, I think, probably his best performance for Liverpool tonight. He really did take those goals supremely well. It was it was lovely to see in that in that mesmerising first half. It was always going to be 
a situation where the second half was slightly more capped. There was going to be a bit of a, a lid put on it after six goals in the first 45 minutes. But having said that, Liverpool should have gone on to score a couple more. Uh, Sadio Mane, a little bit disappointing in front of goal. But I think this was uh, a night where Liverpool showed that we have excellent squad depth, even in games where you know the the playing field isn't level. This is not one team in good form against a team in poor form. This is a a local derby where all form goes out the window, and you need a team selection that can cope with that. And somehow Jurgen pulled out a very unpredictable team selection, and they really performed for Liverpool tonight. Um, here's to hoping we can keep a clean sheet at some stage between now and Christmas, though. At Galasahi on Twitter, G U L A S A H I. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast. Uh, that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> Five goals against the Ev in a rout is always welcome. Um, yeah, great game. We've never seen Salah, Mane and Firmino all start for Liverpool as a front three against Everton and that continued tonight. I did wonder pre-game if Klopp might stick Origi in just to play mind games with Jordan Pickford after last season but he went one better and put both Origi and Shakiri in which was great I mean obviously the same front three that started against Barcelona in that game so I wasn't exactly worried but it was just nice to see Shakiri is still there to be honest it's been too long um and in all the excitement of seeing those two names on the team sheet, I initially overlooked how much of the entire team Klopp had actually rotated. Lalana and Milner coming in as well. Um, guess it shows Klopp's faith in the depth of the squad, but also how far down the pecking order Everton are now that he felt confident not playing the likes of Salah, Firmino, Henderson. But Shakiri, Origi, Lalana were three of the best players on the night. They didn't look like two guys who'd had so few minutes for us this season and that's really positive when you think about how busy December's going to be for us to have all these players performing at this level and raring to go, ready to come to this team whenever they're needed. It's great to see, you know, we know the spirit that Klopp has instilled across this group now and we saw it yet again tonight. Uh, Divock Origi scoring twice, I think his fourth and fifth Merseyside derby goals. Um... The pass from Sadio Mane for the first was incredible. And then Mane did that again for Shakiri's goal. He was absolutely tearing Everton apart, to be honest. And then finally got his goal deservedly later on in the first half. Mane was man of the match. He was just ludicrously good. Um, Dejan Lovren's ball over the top for Origi's second was a tasty one, wasn't it? Too easy, by the way, as well. I mean... Everton fans will be fuming that their midfield and back four just kept getting bypassed again and again with that ball over the top from deep. I mean, Mane could have had another two or three goals from those balls in the second half alone. Um, One worry was despite all the dominance, um, Liverpool switched off, let Everton back in it. And it is a bit strange how we keep doing that this season. We're not quite as solid at the back as we were last season, but... If we can keep scoring like we did today, that won't be too much of an issue, to be honest. Um, yeah, it was a it was a great Merseyside derby, and in one sense, it felt like 
you know, a proper Merseyside derby. There were tasty challenges flying in from both sides. Trent probably a tad lucky <laughs> to still be on the pitch, if we're being brutally honest, but oh well. Um, but on the other hand, this is probably the biggest golfing class I've ever seen between Liverpool and Everton, or certainly in a long time anyway. And it was really against the run of play that they even got those two goals. You know, Liverpool made some defensive errors admittedly but the space Everton were given to our players to Mane and Trent in particular was ridiculous you know those are two players you do not want to be allowing that much room to I mean I guess the Everton players were so focused on Origi from previous nightmares that they forgot to mark anyone else and he got a brace anyway so it didn't work Um, but yeah crazy first half with six goals After that 45 minutes, it was pretty inevitable that the quality would drop off in the second half, but still great to to get the job done. We got that lovely bit of skill from Firmino to turn Holgate inside out so Ginny could get the fifth, and we could see all the Everton fans leaving early. Lovely. Um, And after two Merseyside derbies last season, which were not entertaining affairs, you know, they were really difficult for Liverpool. Um, it was nice to just get the job done quite handily, you know, in loads of style to see the attackers having that much freedom going forward in the first half was amazing to watch. And yeah, just a a lovely evening to be a Liverpool fan, that one. Um, Bournemouth next. Be nice to score five goals there too, you never know. Uh, keep the momentum going, but just keep winning. will be good enough for us, I think. Uh, up the Reds. Cheers. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Wow, what a match. A game of a thousand colours. And terrific performances from several of our boys, of course. And But where can we start? But the Senegalese diamond, Sadio Mane. Are player ratings allowed to go to 11? If so, Sadio's first half performance was most certainly a 12. Holy mother of pearl, that was sublime. The way he took that goal was masterful, of course, and of course he served up a couple on a silver platter for Shaq and Div. But I loved watching Sadio's all-round game, too. His touches were more feathery than an owl's ankle and were more silky than the world's greatest mashed potato. I loved watching him link up with Divock as well. I was actually watching the game in a Paris pub that was simultaneously showing Paris Saint-Germain versus Nantes. And I'm telling you, Divock and Manet outshone Neymar and Mbappe tonight, even though Killian scored a great back heel goal. You should check that out. Um, But even the PSG fans were enjoying our match. And I overheard a couple of muttered, oh la la's, and other complimentary ejaculations. Trent as a negative from this night and one that uh, really, I don't know, worried me a bit. I thought he should have been sent off in that first half. Absolutely no need to stamp on players and I saw him do it twice. Although luckily for us only once did he get a yellow card for it. Um, I hope he can speak to someone like maybe Rafael Benitez or someone who can assure him that that 
there is absolutely zero need to get involved in niggly, childish, potentially dangerous behaviour when your team has so much technical, physical and tactical superiority. He was very naive and very lucky to get just a yellow. Uh, apart from that, of course, his actual performance, with it, when his skill came out, he was terrific. That cross-field ball, ooh, delicious, and the assist, lovely, scrumptious. So let's get back to the positives in general. Did you see Jeannie Vineldum? Did you keep a close eye on him in that second half? That was as complete a midfield performance as I have seen since Stevie G was strutting around Anfield, peacocking around, breaking Everton hearts, left right and centre. Also, special mention goes to James Milner for that excellent second half performance. I thought he deserved a special mention. And, uh, you know, well done in general. Although, you know, defensively we could be better, of course, of course. There were several openings as well as Everton's goals that, you know, we, we, we are, you know, right to be a bit disappointed about but in general what a game 5-2 superb i'm so happy that you know the other teams you know not just in england but you know in paris paris saint-germain all around europe can just look at these reds and say ooh la la this is owen from cop on podcast a happy man on to bournemouth Owen, Alex Watt and Steve Dawson with their thoughts tonight. A number of contributors having their say tonight and all with a different take. I suppose it's nice to have something other than a 2-1 win to talk about. One crucial statistic though that is worth pointing out. Liverpool are now 32 games unbeaten in the league. A new club record underlying once again, like we need it, the resilience of this side. To take us out tonight at Sam Planch, Simon Donnelly and Matt Addison. What an absolutely mad game of football that was. The first time ever that there's been six goals in the first half of a Merseyside derby. And to be honest, it probably should have been a few more. First things first, I'll get the negatives out of the way. It's another game, of course, with defensive issues. 13 in a row now without a clean sheet. Trent Alexander-Arnold, for all of his quality on the ball, didn't think he was great defensively there. Dan Lovren as well had a bit of a mixed evening. He didn't feel really properly comfortable this evening until probably five minutes from the end, and defensively was probably the reason for that. And it's not personnel either. Fabinho and Alisson have played a lot of those 13 games, and so you can't just blame the midfield and Adrian. I actually thought Adam Lallana was really good tonight. I thought he was frustrating at times in possession, but he runs and he runs and he never stopped. Divock Origi as well haunted Everton once again. Brilliant whenever he was on the ball. He did a lot more, more, more running than usual off it as well today. He's obviously a confidence player and against Everton, he just seems to pull it out of the bag. If he could do that week in, week out, he'd be an absolute top-class player, but I suppose it's not a bad thing to only do it against the Blues. Sadio Mane as well, absolutely electric. Probably as much to do with the inept defending from Everton as anything else, but even so, an absolute delight to watch. But the main man for me tonight was Zerdan Shakiri. Wow. No Premier League start for about 10 months, and then he does that. Absolutely unreal from start to finish. We know he's got unbelievable quality, but to last the 90 minutes as well... To do it after so long out, he's obviously had injuries, he's been stuck on the bench for far longer than he would have liked, but 
clearly no matter what anybody says he stayed professional and I thought tonight was a, a massive reward for him to come in and and play as well as he did hopefully that can be the start of his season he can kick on and make a real difference but anyway for tonight 29 points clear of Everton after 15 games it doesn't sound quite right but it is absolutely incredible from the Reds once again and of course eight points clear again at the top of the Premier League table this is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. Just got back from Liverpool, beating Everton 5-2 at Anfield, and quite a remarkable game it was. We went over, we when we heard the team, early doors, and we saw that he was playing Shaq and Origi uh, and Lalana and resting, obviously, a couple of our main strikers. We were all a little bit worried, all a little bit like, you know, what's he doing? But as always with Jürgen Klopp, he proves right with Origi scoring two, Shaq scoring one, plus goals from Mane and Wijnaldum. And in my opinion, Everton shouldn't really have been allowed to score two on the uh, on the balance of play. I thought the two actually flattered them and God bless them, they're not a good side at the moment. That put them in the relegation zone, that game tonight. Um they certainly didn't need five goals going in against them. And I don't know, I may be proven wrong, but I've got a strange suspicion this might be the last night that Marco Silva is Everton manager. But as I said in the games where we've sneaked wins over the last few weeks, that's all that's important right now is three points on the board, making sure we keep that distance between us and Man City, or indeed us and Leicester. So whether it's a 1-0, 94th minute winner, or whether it's 5-2, um, bit of a rout, what's important is three points. And there we go again. We've kept our momentum up. Another three points. Loads of our top first team players rested. What a result. Great to stick one on the, on the, on the Blues. I have to watch what I say there. Um, put them in the relegation zone. Maybe the end for their manager. Away at Bournemouth next week. Full team out, I suspect. Come on, you Reds. Okay, so the most uh, derby in Anfield. Always a game where we think, you know, anything can happen. And the poor have been functionally very good this season. The stats are there, the points are there, and Everton haven't. But, you know, there's also other facts and other stats that back up the, the last time Liverpool were on. For a record-breaking winning streak, big Wayne from Everton damaged all that. So Wayne Clark. So this time, you know, was that going to happen again? Was history going to repeat itself? And this is where mentality comes into it. And this is where you know. You can have ability and everything, but if you're going to go and win leagues and European Cups, you need to be able to have the mentality of not having that fear. And, and you know, like most sports, 90% in the head, you know, you're born with, you're born with 10%, if you like, and 90% in your head, and the 10% you're born with of, of ability you've got to train for, because mentality is a massive thing and this is what Liverpool have done. I mean, today, you know, the goalkeeper was different um, for Liverpool. They, with Adrian in goal, they had Lovren at the back. I mean, Shaqiri hasn't been seen. I mean, where's he been? You know, 
where's Warriors struggle to find them? He's coming today and had a great game. Rigi led the line today, you know, I criticise him, I've said before, we, I'd never start him. Um, but he's a boss sub and he's a legend and he's got loads of great goals and you need people like him and he's like a fair club, you know. But he come, he, you know, he played today and led the line and his link-up play was great and his effort was great. Uh, no Fabinho, which I want to say is the biggest miss. I mean, he wouldn't have conceded. I don't think we can, would have conceded goals, but for him, and um, not taking anything away from Everton because I thought they were quite expressive, and I thought, I thought, you know, they did create some chances, and I thought some of the, you know, the goals were good, especially Richarlison and the the second one, I think it was. I thought that was very good, but the, I, I, I don't think they'd have got them scenarios with Fabinho, and so the pool have made a lot of changes and. Salah hasn't played and Fabinho's come on and but the whole genius of it all is that how's he doing this club because I mean I seen the team before the game I thought oh I don't know about this you know I'm not sure about that but that's why I'm doing poddies and he's in the dugout you know what I mean so you know they're all good players, by the way, but I'm thinking I don't get I don't get the team. So like, I like to see the logic and anything, you know, day to day life, you know, work and anything. I want I I want to analyze well why, what, where, and and how, you know. And um, I didn't get the team selection, but I get it now. You know, an insight to a beautiful thing. Should we say? Well, it's probably a um, a tantalizing aspect of life because. If you knew if you knew that beforehand, you'd be a genius. And Klopp obviously is. So, you know, what I love about this team is, people have said Liverpool have got the best front three in the world, arguably, with Manny, Salah, and Fabinho. But we managed today to get Shakiri off somewhere out of nowhere, Arigi, and Manny, and make it look good. And basically what it means is that this this is a team structure that anyone can play in any position and get the results. And that is how you win leagues with the mentality of never give up. So it's not all about top players. It's about everything else that comes around it. And I just think Liverpool today, though they didn't play the best, though the best players didn't play, I thought they proved a lot of those qualities that have been missing for about 20 or 30 years. And you know what? Everton were quite brave today, but going forward, but they were so naive at the back. Those long balls were kamikaze in Sunday League football. And you can't concede them. And then, um, you know, let's just see what happens, but take a game at a time but this is another different thing and another surprise and I think what Klopp's doing now is he, he's putting surprises in the mix you know I don't think anyone predicted that team the way we were going to play so we're varying play yeah we're not keeping clean sheets that's a worry but we're play, we seem to be playing a different game every week so no one's getting it you know it's about winning games you know and we're doing it Fair play and well done to the mighty Reds.
Sam, our last contributor to hear from tonight, coming in off the back of Simon Donnelly and Matt Addison. All bases covered then tonight here on the post-game podcast as we now head in to overdrive. Bournemouth to come at the weekend. Before that, of course, we'll have the second offering of Analyzing Anfield this week, as well as Friday's Blood Red podcast. If you're on YouTube, remember to check out our content on there as well these days. And if you're able to leave us a rating or review wherever you do get your audio on demand, that would also be much appreciated. Post-game, though, we'll be back on Saturday after the trip to the Vitality. Thanks for your company here on Blood Red, and until next time, from myself, Guy Clark, it's bye for now. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red channel.